The material and information contained in this podcast is for general information purposes only. You should not rely upon the material or information in this podcast as a basis for making any business, legal, medical, or any other decision. If you listen to me, you're a fool. Research for yourself. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I am the salesman of Yeshua, and this is the Art of Being, the podcast. And today we are going to talk a little bit about the dark winter. Now, if you're like me, and you have been awakened by the Spirit. Now, you might think you've been awakened by the Spirit. But there's a certain group of people who we're told, this is a prophecy, guys. This is in the Bible. That in the last days, a.k.a. the year 2020, which it happens to be right now, the last days, right? We got like 50 years left. Tops. You know, I give them 10 to 50 years left. But in the last days, the Most High said, I'm going to mark my people. And he was going to awaken a remnant that would return to him. And I am so happy to be a part of the awakened remnant. If you think you woke, if you think you're part of that remnant, I got a little test for you. And it is going to be specifically related to this uh, dark winter, which I'm gonna talk about. And here's my test. One, is God's law eternal and the only law that applies to you? Number two, has the spirit been prompting you to leave cities, perhaps has been prompting you to get more into gardening, perhaps has been prompting you to form a community of, of like-minded individuals, and it could be whatever, barbershop quartet to a gardening, uh, but I'm specifically more referring to the gardening type people, but gardening, hunting, whatever it is, have you been called and you just feel like, man, my spirit is telling me that I need to start forming a community of like-minded individuals and I need to start thinking about getting out of cities. Well, those are my tests. That if you cut those concepts in your brain that the spirit might truly be awakening you. If you're like, nah, man, spirit ain't tell me to leave New York City. I want to stay right here. Well, then you might not have yet been awoken by the spirit and you need to get into your Bible because that's what woke me up, guys. I didn't get woke up by some conspiracy theory. I didn't get woke up by... Uh, you know, walking a uh, Sasquatch walked past me in a forest and I was like, it is true. Nothing like that happened to me. What happened to me was I read the Bible and then I started reading it for myself and I started looking instead of uh, these college terminologies and these uh, pastors that with their expository teachings and they got all these Greek and Latin words to describe their relationship with teaching you, but all these different people that teach you, and you think that you've read the Bible. You think you have, but you haven't. You haven't read the Bible because you've got people in your ear. And in the ear, 
you're looking at them, so they're coming into the window of your soul, and that gets into your brain, and it infects it, and it it ferments and creates these pockets of falsehoods that you believe as truth. So you got to put those aside and read your Bible for what it is when it says do this forever, forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever, just like Outcast said, right? Forever, ever then you do it forever. And that's plain and simple, but you got all these preachers in your ear, you got all your college learning, you got uh, the Southern Baptist Convention or whatever it is you go to every year where all you people get around and you talk about indoctrination and you talk about doctrines and all your Greek and Latin terms. That's not reading your Bible. That's not reading your Bible. Reading your Bible is opening the book and forming a relationship with the dude who put it on paper for you. That's what you need to do. It's the only way to protect yourself in these last and wicked days. And it is the only way to be awakened and find out who Babylon is and what you need to do now because of it. Because a lot of people like to go super extreme and a lot of people don't go extreme enough. But we have been called. We have been called and it commanded to come out of Babylon. And when I found out what Babylon was, simply by reading the Bible and then opening my eyes and looking around to try to find it, because it said, come out of it. And I said, well, man, I was told Babylon was an ancient uh, Mesopotamian culture that has long since passed on. But the Bible is telling people to get out of it in the last days and it's all over Revelation. So that must mean it's still around. And if I'm supposed to be out of it, well, I got to know what it is. So I turned to the book and I found out what Babylon is. And you need to do the same because we're sitting right in it right now. Just because they haven't announced we have a one world government doesn't mean that they don't have one. Okay, the bank systems, I've been all over the world. And no matter where I go with my little credit card, shake it, shake it, shake it, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. No matter where I go, dude, I've from from Africa to Japan and then from Korea to Alabama from London to New York City to Dubai it don't matter where you go there's a bank that you can turn to for your support when you get there you guys we are already ruled by this one currency system this corporation that is taking over and the Bible says that there is wickedness in high places where do you think those high places are I'll give you a minute all right oh, well that's all the time you get but anyway what I'm trying to say is we, we need to protect ourselves because a dark winter is coming and the only way to do that is to come out of Babylon and by come out of Babylon I mean like for real for real like if you're not gardening if you're not looking in how to raise chickens, if you're not looking into moving out of the city limits and into the county so that you have less restrictions, because I'm not advocating uh, breaking any laws and I'm not advocating being a bad citizen. We should absolutely be good citizens at this time. I think people get woke and then they think like, I'm out, I'm done with the system. And that's not safe because <laughs> you're not gonna beat this system. Only Yeshua is, and we gotta wait for his return. So we gotta be good, loving citizens, but those regulations are only put in place to hurt us and to keep us from being free. They're not put in place to free us. They're not put in place to protect us. They're put in place to protect the system. Trust me, the little guy always gets the short end of the stick when the government's in trouble. Every single time. 
So we, but, but what I mean by come out of Babylon is get out of the city limits and get into the counties where you can legally have chickens without, uh, you know, the sheriff coming into town and, and giving you a ticket and taking your chickens away. But getting into places where we can do stuff like that. Why? Because right now you're relying on your paycheck. You're relying on a promissory note from a Babylonian. It has crumbled. It has fallen all through history. Sometimes it's worth something. Sometimes it's not worth nothing. We see Germany right after World War I. We just swiped them all out. And it was like $2,000 for a piece of bread. That's why the Second World War happened. Because we just decided to show you that we don't like you. We're just going to make your currency worth nothing. And because that's what the banks do. They control the world. And Hitler got pissed. And all the other people got pissed, and then we ended up in a whole nother war, right? That's what happened. It was a bank situation. And these banks that control the world, when you rely on your paycheck, and you rely on your promissory note from your Babylonian, you're not putting your faith and trust in God. Hold on, hold on, because I know it's blowing your mind, because you're saying, God gave me this job. And that's what you're saying right now. Guess what? God gave me my job too, okay? Because he knows I'm not ready. But if I have to rely on my chicken crop for my family to eat, you best believe I'll be praying like a son of a gun every spring for that rooster to get to doing his thing so I can get more baby chicks or we're not going to make it through the winter, right? Like I would be clamoring for it. If I didn't go to my job, but I grew my wheat harvest because the Torah tells me that I have to wave my wheat at a certain time of year. I got to cut my wheat, wave it, and give some to the priests. Well, then I'm really, really, really going to have to trust in the Most High to grow my wheat for me. I have to trust that the earth that he gave me is going to produce. That's what I mean by coming out of Babylon, right? I just learned how to make my own salt the other day. No joke. I know now how to make salt. Salt is basically gold. If you look back in time, there was times when salt was equal to gold in price. And I was like, man, I want to know how to do that. I want to know how to, I, I, I want to know how to make salt. So I learned how to make my own salt of all kinds of flavors and all kinds of stuff because I know that if I'm able to sell it or take care of my crops or uh, salt my meat if refrigeration goes down or if an economy doesn't collapse, I need to know and I need to have skills other than these ether skills of data and computers and networks that if they just turned it off, what would you do? What would you do if they just turned off the internet? What would you do? Huh? You would do nothing. You couldn't even, you wouldn't even know what to do. You would just freak out, but they can do it. And you're not ready for that kind of stuff to happen. But that is the kind of stuff that is coming in these dark, in the dark winter, which, which again, I'm going to get into in a minute. So when I say come out of Babylon, that's what I mean. Now, guys, I'm not saying this because I'm there. I am far from ready. I am far from prepared. And, and it's not something you can just do overnight. You can't just run out and buy 50 chickens and hope for the best. It's something that starts slow. You gotta learn how to build a coop. You gotta learn what they eat. You're gonna lose a bunch first. Some are gonna die because you're not gonna know what to do with them. Then you're gonna get to a point where you got too much eggs and now you don't know what to do with your surplus and all kinds of stuff is gonna happen and it's a process. But guys, we have got to learn to self-sustain and come out of Babylon and trust that God's earth will give us what it's supposed to. That's what this Torah thing and this whole thing's been the whole time. There was no church, right? There was no church. 
You follow the Torah, and if somebody violated it, you brought it to a priest. You showed up at certain times of year to bring your crop, meaning you had to be preparing your crop all year. It was supposed to be a group of people that just lived off the land and follow God's laws in order to live off the land successfully and to keep good relations with each other in community. That is what it was all about. And then churches came in, and then governments came in, and it all started with the Tower of Babel, and it just kept going from there. And ever since then, men have been creating organizations to try to control and manage people because we don't want to trust in the Word of God. And I want to trust in the Word of God. I want to trust to say that He brings the latter rain. So if I put this wheat crop in the ground, it will grow by next year so that I can take this to the priest and give it to the poor and the homeless and the needy. Look at how much land we got around us. How big is the lawn in front of your building at your office? How big is your lawn? What if you just got rid of your grass and put potatoes down? You'd have 300 pounds of potato and there'd be no hungry homeless people that month, let me tell you. Not in your neighborhood. All right, so we've got to get prepared to come out from underneath this system and start to following and trusting God. And the reason is they already know the plan, right? Those people that are in charge, they already know the plan, guys. They already know the plan. And if you think you don't, then look at why Donald Trump was being crowned president in The Simpsons in like an episode from the early 90s. It's because Matt Groening, a Freemason, and I know I'm blowing your guys' minds and you're thinking that I've lost it. Uh, and I have. I have lost it. <laughs> I've lost the brainwashing that was put on me. And now I see that a Freemason was sitting in rooms with other Freemasons when they said, hey, we've got this 30-year plan that's going to lead to Trump being president. That made him laugh. And he goes, you know what? If I put that in my show, other people will laugh too. And we did. We did laugh. That's how this stuff works. This stuff has all been planned out. And if you don't know this, if you don't know, the devil, he keeps the laws of God better than you. That's why in Job, you can go look it up. It says the devil went to the Lord on a certain day. He was presenting himself during one of the feast days like he was supposed to because he don't want to get in trouble. That's why the devil doesn't sin but convinces you to sin. That's why he is not the father of uh, committing sin but the father of lies because he lies to us to try to get us to commit sins on his behalf. And his whole purpose has been wandering this earth to subjugate the people of God so that we will choose him instead of choosing the Most High. That's what's happening in your government every single day. It's a bunch of people trying to get you to choose them instead of choosing God. And we've got to come out of it. And these people know the plan. And once you know that they know the plan, and you know that they keep the law because of, uh, you know, lack of a better word, karma, right? If they sin, right? That's why the World Trade Centers were emptied, uh, pretty much. Like, when the World Trade Centers went down uh, back on 9-11, like, we were estimating, like, oh, 300,000 dead, you know, like, and then it turns out, like, 3,000 people died. And, this, you know, it's weird. It doesn't add up. Like, what they were initially reporting was going to happen wasn't even close to the death toll. And I am sorry for those that did die because... I know that they will just kill indiscriminately. You know, they don't care about life. So I'm sorry for those who did die. But that's why the death toll is less, because, because of karma, right? Because they know God, and, and, and I don't believe in karma, but I believe in, in the Most High. But they know that God punishes sins. So the, the more they give to the poor, the more they're blessed. The more they, right? You know what I mean? Like, they know these concepts. The devil knows 
how to get a blessing from God. He knows if I do these things, God said he'll bless me. That's That doesn't change whether, just because you're the devil. The rules don't just stop applying to you. So you got to know how the devil operates. And once you know, then you know he does tell you before he does things. The devil does. He has to tell you because if he doesn't, then he's the one who did it. He has to tell us so that we know and we can choose right or choose wrong. He has to tell us. He has to bring it out beforehand. That's why there's truth in movies. That's why uh, all kinds of stuff is out there that you can just research history and find out, oh man, you know, uh, Thomas Jefferson wasn't a good person. Abraham Lincoln wasn't a good person. They have to keep that out there. They, they scrub it and make it as hard to find as possible. But they have to keep it out there because if they don't, they'll get punished for lying. And you have to understand how their minds work. Okay? And I, and I know, but you have to bear with me. You have to bear with me because this is getting somewhere. All right? So once you know that they know what they plan to do and you know they have to tell you, when Joe Biden stands behind a microphone and says the word dark winter six times in one sentence, your ears perk up, right? Because you know he has to tell you. And I said, that's strange. Why is he using the term dark winter? I never heard of dark winter before. Well, I get online and I start looking into some of uh, the people that I look in that know how to research uh, stuff for real. Turns out Operation Dark Winter is a real thing. And it's a pandemic planning scenario. <laughs> huh, that's interesting. Why is he mentioning and using the exact terminology? Just coincidence, huh? Just coincidence? His, spe his speech writer didn't plan any of the speech out. It was all being winged. Nah, man, nah, man. These We all know they read scripts. And we all know they have... People sitting in their ears, giving them all kinds of speech advice and telling them this, don't use this term, this is the term we want, this we want. He dropped those words for a reason. And he dropped them because we do have a dark winter coming. And uh, dark winter is, um, you got to look up that operation for yourself. Just look it up, Google it. But it's a pandemic response. Uh, and it was planning for what's going to happen to us now. That's what, what we're into. We're, we're going into what that was preparing for all that time ago. So once you research that, you guys are going to uh, be enlightened on where we're headed. But it does not take a rocket scientist. As a matter of fact, it doesn't even take a rocket scientist to build a rocket. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that human beings are in trouble. Okay? And let me tell you why. We know by studying diseases that they decrease in the summer because sunlight is good for you and it kills stuff off. And it increases in the winter. That's what we know. That's why when they did this COVID lockdown thing, they were like, hey, guys, we're going to uh, just lock down to the summer and then we'll expect to see it drop. How and why did they expect to see it drop? Well, they were using the statistics that show us that in the summer, disease goes down. It's a thing. Because sunlight is good for you and is necessary to human survival. you got to get out in the sun, people. We're meant to be in the sun. We're meant to have dirt on our hands and feet. That's how we get the, the, uh, the biome or the enzymes or whatever it is that happens in this, uh, in this science nutrition world to keep us healthy, right? That sunlight is vital to us. And so they said it was going to drop. So what that means is it's supposed to drop. So we should see disease increase because we're going from fall into winter. This is just a statistically speaking. We're going to see increase. Now picture this. This summer, 
Some people don't ever leave their houses. They don't ever go nowhere. They get in their car, they drive to work, they go to the grocery store, they come home, and then they sit at home all day. They don't ever get out in the sun, except almost everybody steps outside in the summer. It just looks too nice. And they're getting all these good vitamins and all these shots and all this health hit at them. Well, what did we do this summer? What did we do as people? Lockdown, yelling at everybody to get in their homes. So when some people, their one time of year that they would have got the vitamins needed from earth, from the Eretz, that God has provided for our health, the one time that they would have got it in the year, they didn't get it. So we deprived people of fresh air. We deprived people of dirt on their skin and sun on their face that gave them the health and the enzymes to prepare for the increase in sickness that was going to come in the winter. We took that time away from ourselves. We took those, those vitamins that we needed and we sat in our houses and guess what else we were doing while we were sitting in our houses? We were wearing stupid masks. I'm sorry for saying stupid, but I got ticked off a little bit in my heart. Still got anger trouble deep down in, in me, guys. Like I said, just because I'm a Torah observer doesn't mean I think I'm better than you and I think I'm perfect. I got problems too. And it pisses me off to think that you took the vitamin-rich season from me and then forced me to wear a bacteria-collecting mask cloth on my face. So I got, and we got, as society, the exact opposite of what our body needs. Instead of nutrients and sunlight that gives us vitamins and health to help us get through the winter, we sat there and we breathed in our own bacteria. Your mouth is more disgusting than your urine. No joke. No joke. Look it up. Go ahead. Look up. Is urine sterile? Hmm. Urine don't start turning nasty until it sits out and, and, and things start getting and collecting to it. When urine is coming out of the body, it is cleaner than the inside of your mouth. No joke. Your mouth is disgusting. What they always say, right? A dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's mouth, right? I got told that as a kid, a little wives tale, right? Dog's mouth is cleaner than a human mouth. It's true. Our mouths are disgusting. Because that's a, a, a an entry point. <laughs> our entry points can get a little nasty sometimes. And our little closed off areas, you know, can get a little nasty sometimes. And, and we, that's why we have to clean ourselves and prepare ourselves and brush our teeth and all these kinds of things, right? But what we did instead is hide ourselves from the nutrient-rich sun and put a mask over our face so that, that our disgusting mouths would breathe over and over on a cloth and I just suck it back in. So I no longer expel my bacteria when I sneeze and cough. I keep it to myself. So when Biden drops the dark winter truth and he's like, yo, dark winter's coming and I look up Operation Dark Winter and then I think about, well, it's not rocket science. We didn't get a lot of good exercise. We didn't get a lot of, get a lot of good vitamins this summer and we're sitting here breathing in our own bacteria. Of course people are going to start dying. Of course COVID will resurface and this winter will be rough. Of course it will be. I'm not a prophet. This isn't thus saith the Lord. This is understanding basic un uh, health. Understanding basic nutrition. I haven't even got into the deep stuff like you can't catch a virus. That's an episode for another day. I, I have what I need mentally to know what I believe, but I'm not uh, prepared 
to deliver a doctor's uh, <laughs> dissertation on viruses, uh, but you can't catch a virus. It's impossible. But we're not even getting into that, the deep level stuff, right? The Antoine B. Camp versus uh, Louis Pasteur argument. We're not getting into that. We're just talking about the fact that our mouths are gross and we are breathing in and out that grossness all day instead of expelling it like we normally did. So this winter, when naturally sickness just increases because there's less sun, there's more people clammed up in their homes, sickness increases in the winter, it's what happens. We have been destroyed. Our health has been destroyed by this lie of a pandemic. There ain't no pandemic. If you didn't wear a mask every day, you wouldn't even know what was happening. If they didn't have test centers, you wouldn't even know whether people had it or not. I just want the one guy. I, t I say it all the time. I just want the one guy. If, you, if this is a real pandemic, then how come the only people that die and get coronavirus are those who have been tested and those who go to a hospital? Where's the dude who's taking the bus to work, falls over dead, boom, coronavirus. Got him. Where's that guy? Because back when blues and stuff were wiping people out because of the toxicity of our, of our, of our uh, insides, so our bodies couldn't handle the flu and people were just dying left and right from this flu strains. When that was happening, people were just dying. No one had to get tested and then sit in a hospital on a ventilator for a month and then die. They just were dying because of disease. That's not happening right now. We're not dying because of disease. I'll, I tell people all the time, because I don't, I don't wear a mask. Um, I'll wear it if it gets confrontational, because, again, I'm a loving Christian, and I want to express love, and I want and, and I want to have a conversation with you. So if I put this mask on, will you have a conversation with me? And then maybe, and some people do. And some people just get mad and walk away. But it, but I don't, I don't really wear a mask. You know, I, I don't really do all that. I don't really do all that. But, but think of those people that, that do. Those people that work at, like, McDonald's, right? Just regular old lowly people wearing masks, breathing in garbage all day every day probably eating unhealthy right not getting enough exercise and now we're going to go into this winter and it's going to be a dark winter because we're going to die absolutely people are going to start to die this winter it's going to happen it's going to happen guys and it's not because of a lockdown we don't need more lockdown we don't need more masks we need less lockdown less masks and to get outside and commune with each other that's how we're going to survive you wouldn't even know there was a pandemic. You wouldn't if you didn't wear a mask every day because no one's falling down dead in the street. This is freaking bull crap, guys. And if you don't see it and you're too daft, then just turn this podcast off and go die because I don't need your type of negativity, man. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm not putting my mask on. I'm telling you, I'm not doing it. I need to breathe out this bacteria and breathe in fresh air. It's how I was created. I'm sorry. People ask me all the time. I say, oh, no, it's against my religion. So what religion are you, Christianity? Well, I never read the Bible where it says, well, what I do know is God created my body to do certain things. And one of those things isn't to have a face covering for eight hours of my day. That's not how I was made. I was made to breathe in, to breathe out, and to cough, and to burp and to sneeze and to expel various things that my body doesn't want not block them in this is this is this is not good guys so so what's going to happen is what's going to happen biden already told us because they already know uh they're going to uh they're going to start seeing increase of death and they're going to say it's because of people like me that's what they're going to say they're going to say well people didn't really 
wear their masks like they're supposed to, they didn't lock down. We'll go ahead and study the charts of death rates and see if you can indicate on those charts when the mask wearing was indicated, when the lockdown was indicated, when it was released, when it was instituted back in. They don't follow a pattern. It's not like after a lockdown, things drop. It's like sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down, sometimes it stays the same. The charts don't make sense. The stats are in, they're freaking lying to you. And we're in for a dark winter where a lot of people are gonna start to die. People that have breathed in their own bacteria for a whole year and are now sitting vitamin D deficient, they're not gonna be able to handle the sickness that comes. And, and they'll say it's coronavirus, but it won't, it's not. It's just an unhealthy person probably with a pre-existing condition who breathed in his own bacteria and now his body's like, oh, I can't take this because I'm unhealthy and he dies. That's what we're in for, guys. That's, that's what this is leading to. They are killing us. They're killing us. They don't freaking care about you, dude. And I'm sorry to drop, drop the freaking word. My wife hates when I do it. And, and I probably shouldn't because my wife's a wise woman. But I'm sorry for dropping that word. But it's it, like, I don't get how you don't get it. They're killing us. And Joe Biden said it about six times in one sentence. Go back and listen to his first debate with Donald Trump. Dark winter, dark winter, dark winter, dark winter, dark winter, dark winter. And then just type in Operation Dark Winter. Even Google, which is such a biased algorithm search engine meant to lead you away from the truth, will pull up what Operation Dark Winter is. Even they just, it's out there. Because it has to be. Because the devil has to tell you what's going to happen so that you have a chance to make a choice. And he doesn't care if you're confused. He doesn't care that he doesn't have to sit down and explain it to you first. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, well, I didn't know any better, so it really is the devil's fault. That doesn't even make any sense. No, no, no. He don't have to explain it to you. He just has to say it. All he said to Eve was, did God really say? And he kind of like backed way into the bushes all snake-like or walked because he had legs then. I don't, I don't know what was happening. He lost his legs after. Something weird's going on there. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? All he said is, did God really say? Did God really say? And then he just slinks on back. So he came in and was like, dark winter, guys. And then just slinked on back into the bushes. To let us know, death is coming. This is our chance to fix ourselves. And you ask, how do you fix yourself? Are you telling me to stop wearing my mask? Well, you can do whatever the heck you want. I don't care. That's, I mean, some people got jobs and everybody's got different priorities. Everyone's at different stages of their lives. You can do whatever you want. But you have to eat healthy. You have to take your your uh, your nutrition serious, okay? And you have to pick up your Bible. You have to. The Bible's the only defense we have, and it straight up tells you what's healthy to eat and what's not healthy to eat in that thing. And y'all violating it because the devil tricked you into thinking that it doesn't matter anymore. Remember when I said what the devil told Eve? What he say? Did God really say? And I say, hey, in the Bible, in the Torah, it says we shouldn't eat certain things. And what all, every pastor that I know, and I know a lot, what do they all say to me? God didn't really say that. It's not what he meant. Man, you sound just like the devil. Get out of my face. Get out of here. Get out of here. Dark winter's coming, guys. Expect increase of death. This is not a prophecy. Like I said, from the most high, it's just me reading the writing on the wall. I heard the dude say it. I typed it into Google, and I know how human body works. We are in for trouble. We have got to pick up our Bibles and start to live according to the law of God. We have got to get away from the government of man and get into the government of God. Now, I'm not saying don't be a good citizen and do your citizenly duty. I'm not saying that. I'm saying stop relying on it 
stop trusting their lying mouths. These are not normal men. They're not normal people that just rose up and are trying to do what's best. Nah, man. The Bible straight up says spiritual wickedness in high places. Well, the highest place right now is Donald Trump, soon to be Joe Biden. That's what they say. We don't really know how that's going to pan out. But whatever it is, there's a spiritual wickedness behind it because it's a high place. That's common sense, guys. This is right there in the Bible. Dark winter's coming. Expect to see more death coming. But I'm telling you this so that when you hear my voice and then you hear their voice, you can see through their bowl. And you'll be like, no, no, no. Death ain't increasing because of coronavirus. Death is increasing because we spent a whole year locked up in our homes, breathing in our own bacteria with a mask on our face. That's why death is increasing. Guys, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. Is coronavirus real? Probably. Probably. But viruses work differently than you think. You don't know the truth and you need to research it for yourself. Guys, the only thing that we can do is return to keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. That's all that we can do. Because if you start preparing it, and slowly bringing yourself out of Babylon, eventually you'll just have... Why do you think Abraham had a bunch of goats? Why? Because that's just what people did back then? No, there were cities back then. Go ahead and look it up. There's cities all through history. No, they were trying to follow God's law, and it says, bring a goat to me at this time of year. And Abraham was like, oh yeah, man, I better do that, right? Jacob, all of them. <laughs> they all had goats and stuff, and crops. Job, right? They all did because they were trying to do what God told them to do and trying to rely on him. I have to trust you to bring the rain so that my crop can grow. And then they would rejoice when it happened and praise when they thought saw things sprouting because they knew that meant God caused that to grow in my house. My goat's given birth to another goat and I'm going to use this goat as a Passover lamb. What a blessing that the Most High has given me that we are going to eat because he had us give birth to a perfect lamb. And you just have to trust in him. That's how it's supposed to work. But we're so far gone from the system that when I even try to do stuff like that, I can't have chickens because my homeowner association, I can't collect my own water. I have to be on their water and their energy. Isn't that dumb? I've, I found this system that I could run some basic stuff, electronics in my house off of wind, off of uh, solar and different things like that. Uh, and I go, look into it like let me see what what it looks like to turn off my electricity you, you can't like you get arrested and evicted from your home it's weird it's weird why can't i just get my own water right why do i have to go to your water why can't i just collect my own rainwater because it's illegal because they don't want you to care for yourself imagine if you had to collect your rainwater and you had to trust god to bring you the the rain imagine that imagine god has to bring you rain or you ain't going to drink all summer no, no, no. You don't have to imagine that because the system that men built will protect you. It's okay. Just go to them. They'll keep giving you water, guys. Don't worry. They'll put some fluoride in it or something. Do your own research on fluoride and the Nazis. It's all right there. Writing's on the wall, guys. And I don't know what else to tell you, but this is another ramble. It is another time of me just venting about this current system that we live in is not for us. It's not for Christians. We are to come out of it. But anyway, guys. Anyway, that's all I got. Um... It, it, this is not to bring despair to you by saying that death is going to come this winter. Dark winter's coming and pandemic will increase this winter. That, that is not to bring you despair, okay? It is to show you that what they are doing is what's killing us. It's not a virus. It's not some great conspiracy. It's uh, just a bunch of evil people who follow Satan and don't care about you. 
and they have made even if even if I'm wrong, even if they're not Satanists, and they really are the people that you think they are that are just government people trying to do what's best for the world. Uh, their choice is going to lead to massive death, and they're just going to blame it on the virus and never take responsibility for it, and God will not play that. So I'm not telling you to bring despair. I'm telling you so that you wake up and that you start to learn to live according to the way the Bible tells you to and nothing else, and let nothing else be your priority. And we should not have despair anyway as Christians. I'm not afraid of a dark winter because I got the most high. Because I got the most high. So people can get upset in this system when they start shutting down our internets. They start locking us in our homes. There's already countries where people are being uh, literally boarded into their houses. Okay, there's, there's places where children are being forced to take vaccines without parental consent. It's happening. You just got to look it up. And it's because we're nearing the end and this is not the time to play. But it is also not the time to be afraid. It's the time to get into your word, get into your scriptures, and repent and return. The only thing I can tell you that the Lord said, because I saw, I was like, Lord, what is this? Once he's waking me up, I'm like literally like freaking out and I'm on my knees, I'm on my face and I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, what is this? I'm freaking out. This world is crazy. What is going on? And he only told me one word. So that's all I can say. I can't say thus saith the Lord. He told me people are going to die this winter. That's just me reading the writing on the wall. What he told me, he told me teshuvah. That's what he told me, which is a Hebrew word for repent. And if you look at every single prophet that the Bible ever had, uh, every one of them, they all say repent, which uh, means return to Torah. It means return to Israel. It means return to trusting in the Most High and trusting in His ways and His ways only. And fortunately, fortunately for us, He sent His Son, Yahshua, to be our King and to give us a second chance, y'all. So I ain't no scared of no dark winter. Yeshua is my king. I'm under a different government. This government can end, uh, put masks on if they want. They can over-sanitize everything. Man, think of the poor worker. I went to Lowe's. They had to script with bleach wash the counter after every customer. Does that person get compensated for massive bleach exposure? No, but they're going to die this winter because their body's riddled with chemicals, but they'll just mark it as coronavirus. Instead of saying the fact that people using hand sanitizer a billion times a day, that that alcohol is seeping into your skin and probably poisoning you. Let's not talk about that. No, 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 Jason, you're a conspiracy theorist. Nah, man, I'm a realist. And I follow the Most High and I follow Yeshua. So y'all can do all that stuff if you want to. I trust my king. Do not be afraid, but return to the Lord and know what they tell you ain't right. And you'll see it. You'll see it in the winter. Give it a month or two. And you'll be like, man, that guy on that podcast. And I'll be like, I know, I know. But anyway, guys, I love you. That's really all I got. I hope you had a blessed day. This is The Art of Being, the podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Art Being. We're on Twitter at The Real Art Being. Even though I don't really use Twitter that much, but it's there. And uh, you can always email us at theartofbeing at gmail.com. But in the word being, there is a three for the E, that is the art of the letter B, the number three, I-N-G at gmail.com. Please email us. I love to communicate and talk to people. I do. I don't care if you hate me. I just want to hear it because I can learn from everything. 
You know what I'm saying? So let me know what you think. Let me know how you're preparing for the dark winter. Me, myself, I'm not stocking up on supplies. I'm not running out and buying a bunch of toilet paper. I'm learning how to grow rice. I'm learning how to grow wheat. I learned how to grow my own salt. I learned how what, what vegetables will grow in the winter in my region. And I have books on foraging. And me and my family was just walking around in the woods picking mushrooms and all kinds of stuff, bringing them back to our house and identifying them so that we know how to eat on our own. Because everything I need is right here on the earth. God already gave it to me. I don't need a grocery store. I don't need Safeway. I don't need a, a stimulus check, Trump. I don't need that. God already gave me everything I need. So that's how we're preparing for this dark winter is just by not being afraid and by learning about the things that God has already given us. Love you guys, and I hope I see you on the next one. Bye.